Hello, travel people. Welcome to the ClusterCast, a filterless podcast on family travel. I'm your co-host, Scott Lyons. And I'm Anna Lyons. And thank you for coming back after powering through our pilot. Yes, thank you. Um, this time around, we're going to be a bit more structured uh, with this episode, you know, as uh, you know, because last time was sort of a get to know us why we're podcasting sort of thing. And as promised, we're going to pick a theme, you know, regarding travel and talk about it for an entire episode. An entire episode. And today's topic is drum roll, please. Dun, da, da. That wasn't a drum roll. Um, oh. Airport lounges. (laughs) What are they? Are they worth it? How do you even manage to get into these things in the first place? We are going to talk about it all. You're going to be sick of it by the end. Yes. Not as sick as we are, though. Not as sick as we are. (laughs) But uh, this subject is actually very timely because we just paid our annual dues for our lounge access. So whether or not this has been worth it has certainly been on the brain recently. Mm -hmm. It absolutely has. And before we continue, we just want to say that this is a total luxury. We know it. We're owning it. Um, We're just, you know, talking about it because we think it might be pertinent to, you know, families who travel because it's really changed our experiences. Yeah, absolutely. It's a total non-essential thing here, but it is just something that uh, has made our our travel experiences noticeably noticeably easier. There it is. Especially as a family, you know, and Mm -hmm. since more and more credit cards are offering this kind of perk, we felt it was well worth talking about. Yeah, it definitely has changed our air travel experiences for the better. Um, I took a brief poll on my Instagram and most of the people who responded had never heard of a lounge. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we are going to fill you in, bring you up to speed. Um, And for those of you who know what this magic is um, and are maybe wondering how and why we came to frequently frequent these places and why we've made (laughs) touche and why we've made the decisions that we have. Um, We have some hard numbers and lessons to share. Um, But before um, we begin, let's just make sure that everyone is on the same page and talk about what an airport lounge is in the first place. Yeah. So to begin with, a lounge is basically an exclusive waiting room that uh, are typically reserved for first-class passengers. Yeah. Um, you know, individuals with credit card status or people who have a membership to a certain, you know, network of independently run lounges. Yeah, they are basically airport speakeasies. Mm-hmm. You have to be in the know to even find their locations in the first place. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, there's usually a bar inside, so I suppose that's accurate. Yeah, it's totally speakeasy. <laughs> um, and the lounge is usually on the other side of security. Um, and at the very least, it is a nice large room with comfy chairs, private bathrooms. Um, it's generally super quiet. And depending on which lounge you are going to, there are varying degrees of amenities and services available to members. Yep. And the most important thing, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. <laughs> I guess I should also say there's like a check-in procedure. Like there's a whole desk. You have to right. go. With you have to attendant. show your card mm-hmm. and your tickets and all of that, you know, before right. they'll even let you in. Yep. So There is a process to get into the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But usually the food and drink is complimentary, Yay. you know. Mm-hmm. Some places have better selection than others, you know, depending on where you go, what airport, etc. There can also be showers, sleeping mm. rooms, quiet rooms, kid play areas, spas. Yeah. Like, 
anything you can imagine basically magical yeah <laughs> it can be magical um and for to that end it really depends on where you go some lounges have you know a full complimentary bar food buffet yep. that would rival a restaurant whereas others are a self-serve juice stand and wasabi peas yum mm. Mm. but the main thing the main thing after is, a long day of travel i sh- could sure go for some wasabi peas yeah I was dreaming about them on the flight. I know. Like, I can't wait to get to the lounge, the bad one, and have my wasabi peas. But luckily, the main thing that you're going to these lounges for isn't necessarily the peas. No. But it's it's the it's the chance or the opportunity that uh, you're pretty much guaranteed a quiet place to wait for your flight. Yeah. Or if you're in a you know a layover somewhere, uh, and you can get a decent bathroom, not one that's been visited. A thousand times in the last 15 minutes and, and is been, gross. And been cleaned. And I'm doing sarcastic mm-hmm. air quotes here. Yeah. Cleaned by some disgruntled employee. And, and you know, and some sort of uh, some level of refreshment. So at least at the bare minimum water and, and snacks and things like that. Right. And no riffraff like that giggly high school volleyball team jockeying for armrest <laughs> space in the terminal. Did you say riffraff? No, they're riffraff. <laughs> I consider that riffraff. It is very disruptive. Okay. Okay. So we've been vaguely aware of the existence of airport lounges for some time now, but it just really never seemed um, like something we wanted to take advantage of, mostly because for many, many years, our air travel routine was insanely easy. Yeah, exactly. So back in Phoenix, we live 20 minutes away from Sky Harbor International Airport. And, you know, to put it frankly, they have their act together when it comes to on-site economy parking and a super fast, uh, you know, automated train that takes you to and from, you know, the the parking lot and the terminal. <sighs> I miss that. Yeah, I miss it too. Um, and it was just so nice knowing that if our flight was ever delayed for any length of time, we could literally just go home and wait it out. Yep. Because, um, I mean, it was maybe 40 minutes round trip. Um, but since moving to the Puget Sound area, well, let's just say we didn't realize how good we had it in Phoenix. Yeah, close to an airport is good. Mm-hmm. But back then we knew on at least one end of the journey, we had a seamless transition. Typically the the departure end, right? Yeah. And our home was close. Parking was a breeze and cheap. Sky Harbor was or is technically a clean and organized airport. You know, there was something really comforting in knowing that no matter how hectic an airport experience might be on the other end of the travel day, we always had a really dialed in and familiar experience on the other. Yeah, that was really, really nice to know that even if Charles de Gaulle was horrible, we knew that Sky Harbor was going to be great. Yep. Um, and so we just didn't, you know, know how good we had it and obviously that all changed when we moved to the Pacific Northwest um, and we had the ramshackle SeaTac that became our go-to airport which suddenly meant a three-hour one-way drive down the five to catch a flight depending on traffic um, so whoo there kind of went our home is our lounge fail safe so obviously that got us rethinking how we handle our time in the airports mm-hmm. you know and I think you um, you had your ACL replacement acting like a punk all the time. It did. Yeah, you know, it's a jerk. It's that, a jerk. <laughs> you know, made us less able to power through those long days. Yeah, it's not my fault, but 
I know. I know it wasn't your fault. I'm just saying that, you know, that really changed things and, you know, things that we had to consider when traveling. We kind of had to change our whole frame of mind just based on a couple of things that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it totally did. So it was dealing with your ACL on a trip while coming home and we were in Spain coming through Mm -hmm. Madrid, the Madrid airport there. Uh, and we were beautiful. Madrid keep oh, doing yeah. just a stellar job. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Don't change what you're doing. It's don't great. change it. Yeah. But we were on a trip in Europe with some friends and they brought us into a lounge there in the Madrid airport. And we saw what we had been missing out on all these years. All these years. It definitely got the idea simmering for us. Um, but I think the real, the real, real moment of clarity for me that just kind of went from, oh, that's nice to, oh my gosh, something has to change was when we had spent over a hundred dollars on crappy food and drink on a four hour layover in Salt Lake City. Um, and I just remember I was laying on the dirty terminal floor trying to get Oliver to take a nap and we had been at a friend's wedding and we had partied all night. So none of us were at our best that day. But I distinctly remember thinking either we have to start saving more and only fly first class or we have to figure out this credit card lounge thing. You know, and I distinctly remember you telling me that. I did tell you. You did more than just think it. Yeah, that's true. I did. (laughs) I told it. I thought it and I told it. Yep. And I said, okay, I definitely don't want to pay for first class, though. Of four people. Yeah, no, no one wants to do that. Because that gets pricey. <laughs> so I decided to figure out this this whole membership lounge access thing. Like, what is it? Yeah. And, you know, I knew we wanted to get in on it. And I knew it would be, you know, via travel-centric credit cards uh, or, you know, with partnerships with airlines or something like that, right? And so we went down the internet rabbit hole of researching and, you know, more researching or researching and researching mm-hmm. but we've decided to we wanted to figure out which card or account would work you know best for us so we have had access for a year now and we pretty carefully tracked our usage and weighed the pros and cons of our choices and i think it is safe to say it is worth it yep a year later it is definitely worth it but i wouldn't say it's uh right or is the best fit for everyone right. you know yeah and true. we weren't joking when we said we did a lot of research. We did a ton of research about our travel patterns, which network of lounges are in our most frequented airports, not just the airports you visit, but the airport you're closest to your home base airport, Yeah, you know, stuff like that. So it wasn't as easy as just signing up and bam, here's your magical key to a world of pure imagination. Um. Yeah. And I think that, that is actually the thing that surprised me the most about it. I really thought that it would be super straightforward of here is your fancy travel credit card and the perma red carpet will be rolled out for you in every airport and all the baby angels sing as you sip a gimlet <laughs> while soft <laughs> while soft jazz plays. <laughs> like that's really what I thought it was going to be. But a big solid nope. 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 That isn't how it's going to work. Nope. There isn't a lounge in every airport, and not every lounge is as nice as others. Hashtag wasabi peas. Yep. Some have uh, goofy guest policies, you know, and so on and so on. So there's also, uh, you know, with the travel-centric credit cards, there's a hefty annual fee that you have to pay, you know, for those cards that give you this type of access. And it took a lot of research because you have to factor in other things, too, like family size, guest policies, and 
can we get access to the lounge if you just travel alone, like independent of each other? Yeah. We learned that fancy things are complicated, apparently. Yeah, exactly. So, for example, when we did our research, we first looked at, you know, what airlines were flying out of our home airport. So here in Seattle, we did that so we would know which airline we would use most for our flights, which airline had the most routes out of Seattle and would most very likely the airline we would use. We don't want to use a small janking airline anyways, you know. And then we looked at which cards has had partnerships with that particular airline. You know, that that narrowed down our choices for how much we would rack up okay, points. Hey, 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 spoiler alert. That is for next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So I can go on and on about points. But we then looked at the lounge access, uh, the card offered. And in recent years, there have been a few travel centric cards that have hit the market and uh, that offer a lot of benefits, you know, when it comes to air travel and hotels. One of those benefits and the main main reason why we signed up for our particular credit card was the automatic membership to several global networks of airport lounges. Yeah, we chose one that covered all of our bases in terms of which airports we frequented. Um, having multiple lounge networks available to us pretty much guaranteed we had access no matter where we went. Yeah, and we've really dialed it in now. Yes, yeah. we totally do, um, but it took some work. Yep. So we we ultimately at the end of the day for our situation here chose the American Express Platinum Card, you know, because that gave us the best amount of coverage on the destinations we visited and the places we traveled. Yeah. And there were lots of other perks and benefits added Mm -hmm. with the card when it came to hotels and earning points for travel, which we'll talk about next week. Yep. But really, it was the lounge access that we were after. Yep. And all those extra benefits and perks are things you need to weigh. When you see that the annual fee is six hundred dollars for the both of us to be individual card holders, I think it might be closer to seven hundred. It's bad. We're just not going to. Yeah, it's, it's just, the numbers it's just going to keep going as more we talk about it. Okay, all right, it's a lot. Um, and you could do it for less, but we needed the flexibility of being able to have access independent of the other person, um, if and when we were traveling separately, to ensure that the kids would be admitted. Because different clubs have different guest policies. Yep. And as a general rule of thumb, you're allowed one guest per card holder. So we knew that if you had a card and I had a card, uh, we'd always be covered since we're a family of four. You can claim a guest and I can claim a guest. And like oddly enough, in Europe, we always, always had to admit the kids as guests versus in the United States. Most lounges let kids under 12 in like without factoring in the guest allotment. So it just depends. Yeah, exactly. And we tracked our expenses and our experiences for a year, like we said, and, and it ultimately decide it was worth it. Yeah, we did and we do. But I think the whole thing is incredibly individualistic. Yeah, and it ended up being worth it for us because the frequency which we travel, I also use it for business and our kids eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. And, you know, we, we do like good food and drink so it works out yeah i wouldn't say it's worth it if you travel less than say three times a year air travel um, as a family and if your family size is more than four people i'd say take a good hard look at that guest policy Mm -hmm. our home base airport has two Mm -hmm. and sometimes three depending on who we fly with yeah you know lounge options um you know for us out of the chute but your sister uh, and her husband don't have anything within network at their local airport, do they? You know, they, yeah. and they aren't totally sure how worth it the whole thing is, which I totally understand. I, I mean, I get it, but they like willfully choose to fly out of the like skaggy little Oakland airport rather than going to SFO. So <laughs> there. 
Come for me, influencers. I don't like Oakland. There, I said it. So anyway, um, we did a lot of, you know, we we're lucky to have so many options available to us, but we didn't just stumble on this. We did a lot of research. I know we've said this time and time again. It's probably sounding redundant, but it's just so, so important because there's so many factors and iterations and circumstances that kind of all contribute to your big decision. Um, and so we read a lot of travel blogs and we internet stocked all the lounges to our most frequented airports before we made the decision. Yeah. For example, like uh, we counted up how many times we've used a lounge this year and it has been over 21 times and half of those have been with the kids. Yeah. Speaking of that, speaking of that, if I may, um, I saw some disgruntled internet commenters saying that families taking their kids into the lounges was causing overcrowding. Uh, what? Why would they say that? Because people suck. Oh, um, well, there you go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, and honestly, I'm not totally sure why, by the way. Yeah, our kids are literally the only children in these places. Yeah, they sit quietly in a corner and eat goldfish. So these are so-called internet commenters, you say? So I guess you take the with a grain of salt. Well, yes, I can't, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they have nothing better to do with their time than to gripe on travel blogs. I mean, we pay our fees, too. Come yeah. on. I just, I just wanted to come to the defense of families who travel, um, obviously. Um, we don't abuse anything. Our kids are better behaved than the bro o'clock drunk turd nuggets that I have seen in the lounges. Did you just say bro o'clock drunk turd nuggets? I did. I did. And I stand by that. I stand by it. That is exactly what they are. And they're loud and they're disruptive and they're horrible. Yep. But kids are cheaper, you know, and they're not drinking the free booze. Yeah. So yeah. So stop hating on us. <laughs> this is low hanging fruit commenters. It's Shut not, up. It's not even fruit, but low hanging or otherwise, <laughs> you know, People just need to shut up and deal with their problems sometimes. You know, stop blaming nice families who follow the rules, pay their dues, yeah. and yeah. show up at the lunch. Yeah, no, and if you really want an exclusive experience, then get a first class ticket or fly private. Trying to bully families via travel blog comments is cowardly and just makes you look bad. Stop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We can be done. So moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Internet commenters are stupid and they're and you know are invalid opinions. Yes. Right. To yes. sum up. Okay, there it is. Obviously, this is a financial decision you're making. Changing gears. <laughs> this is financial. So be smart and weigh the pros and cons. Know that the annual fee is pretty hefty if you choose the the card we decided to go with. You know, talk to the folks at whichever financial institution you choose. Ask good questions. Make sure you understand exactly what you're getting and what you're getting yeah. into with the credit card slash charge cards. Yeah. And, and to note, some cards aren't just credit cards. Some of them are charge cards, too. Yes. So be careful with that. Google. Google if you're confused. That's yep. fine. Okay, moving on. Um, and then obviously check your guest policies. They are always changing. They do give you notice ahead of time, but just always stay on top of it. Um, you know, because if you're a family traveler, whether or not you can bring your kids with you is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So just keep an eye on it. Um, and they usually give you plenty of notice. So, you know, whatever. Um, but I can't say that if they start charging $40 a guest in addition to the annual dues that I'd be happy. Yeah, ew, not me either. Yeah, no, no, thanks. No, thanks. No. And I don't think that is actually going to happen. Lounges are becoming increasingly popular, mm -hmm. 
especially with airlines cutting back on so many of their services and security restricting what you can bring through, you know, people still want to feel taken care of when they travel. And I really feel like lounges are the last place in the aviation world where yep. that, that happens. Yep, the lounge definitely comes in handy if there are travel delays or long layovers. You know, but I was really grateful for this option when we did our last big international trip. Right. And even your last big international trip. Yeah. Recent- the, are you over the jet lag yet? Uh, I'm what, three days in now? Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty good now. Good. Okay, cool. But yeah, I flew back from Tel Aviv, Israel. Yeah. 15, 15 hours. <sighs> and I had a five hour layover in San Francisco to catch my flight back up to Seattle. Gross. And it was so nice to get off that plane from Tel Aviv. And jump into a shower at a lounge, have some good food, take a nap, and then catch my flight. It was really nice. Yeah, you were in much better spirits when we got you. <laughs> I can say that. Talk about uh, stress relief. <laughs> it's, yeah, it really is. And we also did something really similar when we traveled during Thanksgiving. We had this really, really early morning flight. I think it was like at 4 a.m., Um, and during a layover in Las Vegas, we were able to relax, have a nice breakfast, and I was able to shower. And it really, really just makes you feel more human by the time you get home. Like, Yep. You feel less at the mercy of the airlines when you can count on, you know, a secluded place where you will, you know, be taken care of for at least a few hours. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of it. You feel so, so vulnerable when you are in an airport with your small children, especially with the airlines, like literally hosing you as you're just trying to get them to perform the service you paid them for Mm -hmm. um but just to be able to know that hey like at least i can go eat some wasabi peas and have the maitre d at the lounge be nice to me yep it's a shame that you have to pay to feel taken care of it really is yeah it's not cool but that's the nature of travel these days you know if you aren't going to fly virgin atlantic anywhere which unfortunately you can't yeah we could we would so to answer the original question of is it worth it to seek out a fancy travel credit card for the lounge benefits yes for us, well, it depends. It depends. <laughs> if you are listening and you are on the fence, I can't give you an answer. I don't think you can give them an answer. Right. I'd have to talk more. Yeah. Yeah. Ask no, more questions. We're not going to do that. Um, hopefully our discussion helps. My biggest, biggest piece of advice would be to take as many factors into account in order to decide if it's worth it. There are plenty of other options too. airline credit cards offer access. Um, so it doesn't have to be like directly through a major bank. Yep. The, uh, the inter- Internet is definitely a great resource. It's full of blogs and articles laying out the pros and cons. People have pictures of the lounges yeah, and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's it isn't hard to do some research to find out what will work. You know, it just could be time consuming. Um, and there could be a lot of options you have to sift through. But just be objective and honest with yourself about how much you travel and what uh, what value you want out of this type of arrangement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be mindful. Do the math. Be honest with yourself about what your actual tra- travel habits and family size are. Yep. And that is solid advice for just about anything in life. It is. It right? really is. Yeah. So if you're thinking you want to get in on a credit card, lounge benefit, the biggest takeaways I would say are check your in-network lounges in your home airport and frequented destination airports. Yeah. Make sure the math works. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And have a plan for how to manage your family headcount or quote unquote the guest policy. Yeah, that's the official term. So there you go. Yep, there it is. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us. 
Thank you so much for listening. Click, share, like, download, and subscribe, or do all the things that tells the internet you like our stuff. And uh, we're going to keep talking about this related kind of credit card stuff next Mm -hmm. week when we continue our discussion about travel credit cards and points. Yes. And how to do the points hustle. And, well, is it worth the hustle? Is it worth it? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and even though the snobby lounge businessmen want to drink lowbrow scotch whenever we say it, this is the Cluster Cast, a filterless view on family travel. We will see you guys next time. Yep, so long. Bye.